but she still felt as if she was playing at being a grown-up. Unstrapping Millie, she spread out a blanket on the floor so that her four-month-old daughter could kick, then went to investigate the kitchen. The cupboards were full of dust and odd screws or bits of wood from the installation, and the fridge was new and totally empty. She switched it on and put in her few bits of food. Millie seemed happy, so Janie quickly washed out the cupboards, then made a cup of tea while she waited for the shelves and drawers to dry. When the baby grew hungry, she prepared a bottle of formula. There was never any trouble getting Millie to drink her bottles, thank goodness. She was such a good baby. Afterwards, Millie fell asleep very suddenly, which made things a lot easier. Janie put her back on the floor and covered her with a blanket. Poor little love. She had a bright red patch on one cheek, still, which meant more teeth were coming through. She had the upper two front teeth already. Janie tiptoed across to deal with the bedroom. There was enough room for a cot as well as the single bed, thank goodness. She pulled the face at the old-fashioned wardrobe against one wall, a huge thing with a mirror on the door and shelves inside it on the left. Since the baby was still asleep, she unpacked their clothes. Even combined, their things looked lost in that gigantic wardrobe. She studied herself in the mirror. She'd grown her hair because it was cheaper and could just be tied back. It was a nondescript mid-brown, but she couldn't afford streaks. Luckily, she'd lost all the extra pregnancy weight and could get into her normal clothes again. Pam had persuaded her mother to hand those over one day when her father was out. He'd have refused just to spite her. And she was learning a lot about charity shops, where you could find all sorts of things if you took the time to search. If only her parents had let her have a computer. She could have played around on it even if she couldn't afford an internet connection. Someone rang the doorbell, and as she went to use the crackly intercom for the first time, Millie woke with a start. Is that you, Janie? Dawn here from Just Girls. We brought you a cot and a few things. Brilliant. I'm pressing the release button for the front door. I'm on the right on the first floor. She picked her daughter up and shushed her gently, then went to open the door. She knew Dawn, who had visited the hostel a few times, but not the other woman who was helping carry up the pieces of an old-fashioned cot. Dawn looked round. Not bad at all. You should see some of the places where our girls have to live. We'll just fetch the rest and we'll help you set up the cot. Oh, this is Margaret, by the way. They brought up all sorts of bits and pieces, three loads in all. You never know what you need, Dawn said cheerfully. If you find you don't need any of these, bring them back to our shop. You can't miss it. It's on the high street. One person's rubbish is another person's treasure. Some of the other girls go there on Tuesday afternoons for a cup of coffee and a natter. Well, now you're living in Sexton Bassett, why don't you join us? Do you think you could make it tomorrow? Oh, not tomorrow, no. I'll be too busy settling in here, shopping and catching up with the washing. And she desperately needed some peace and quiet to get her head round what she would do with her life now. Well, don't forget to come next week. Oh, since you're new to town, it'll help you to meet a few people. I know. I won't forget. Janie was near tears by the time they'd shown her everything they'd brought, even a bundle of rags for cleaning, something she'd never have thought of. But she'd learnt not to give in to her emotions. Well, she didn't give in as easily as she used to anyway. Thank you. I can't tell you how grateful I am. Ah. Uh, is there a library near here? Oh, go down to the high street and turn right. It's about a five-minute walk on this side. 
Dawn fumbled in her bag and produced a piece of card, scribbling on it. Here, give them this. You've no way of proving you live here yet, but they'll take my word for it that you bona fide and they'll let you join. Thank you. The tears welled up again, but Janie blinked hard, refusing to let them loose. As they got ready to leave, Dawn asked gently, Are you sure you'll be all right, dear? Yes. Yes, I'll be fine. I'm really grateful for all your help. But of course she wept after they'd left, because one of them had given her a calendar. As she turned it to February and hung it up on a nail in the kitchen, today's date seemed to jump out at her, and she started to sob. She'd hoped her mother would at least send her birthday wishes, because she had Pam's contact details. But she hadn't. Her father never bothered about birthdays, but her mother had usually managed to conjure up some small treats.